Well, hello and happy Father's Day. Welcome to Faithbrook Church. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Mike. And I'm the Connections Pastor here. Well, today we have a great rest of service come up. In fact, today we kick off a brand new series called Impact. And in fact, we're going to hear a message from our lead pastor, Jim, in just a few moments. But before we do, there's a couple things I'd love to share with you. First, if you are a guest with us uh, joining in today, maybe this is your first time, maybe you've joined in for a couple times. One, I want to say thank you so much for joining in. And two, I wanted to invite you to our discovery class happening immediately after this service. Now, discovery is for those of you who are interested in knowing uh, what is uh, what makes Faithbrook tick. Uh, it's also an opportunity to get to meet our lead pastor, Jim, and also a chance to meet other new people as well. So if this is you, I want to encourage you to stick uh, after the service for about 15 minutes right up here in the front right of the worship center for discovery. Again, to just get a behind-the-scenes look at who Faithbrook is. Well, for the rest of us, I think we recognize that summer is such an incredible time around here, especially in Minnesota. It's such a great time for rest, relaxation, and rejuvenation. And there's a lot of things going on, not only in your lives, but also here at Faithbrook. And there's a couple things I wanted to highlight and to make sure that you can mark on your calendar. So the first one is this is, is starting July 3rd. So this is in two Sundays. Starting July 3rd, we're going to be moving to one service. Just as everyone is out and about and going on vacations, we're going to be moving together for one service to worship together, and this will be going up and through September 4th. So starting July 3rd, we're going to move to one service at 10 a.m., so make sure to mark your calendar. And of course, we're going to be reminding you, and make sure you don't miss that. Uh, so with that, not only are we moving to one service and all that going on, we still want to make a huge impact in our community. So just because we are going away and having fun uh, with our families and vacations and all the great things that summer provides, we still want to make a huge impact within our local community. And that is why we are partnering with Cross Ministries this summer to for a summer initiative called Fill the Backpacks. And this is a school uh, drive. In fact, that is why I'm wearing this backpack. This is a whole initiative to, so that we can uh, bring in uh, school supplies for um, primary and secondary age students. And this is for those students who cannot or do not have the means to have the necessary school supplies for this next coming year. So we are going to be gathering together. We are going to go out and collect school supplies. We're going to fill backpacks so that we can give them to students who are in need. So here's what you need to do. If you're looking to participate as you leave the worship center, you're going to want to grab one of these flyers as you leave. This is going to give you all the information of what we need to collect. In fact, you're going to notice that the numbers seem quite a low because these are numbers for one backpack. So this is all the supplies it's going to take to fill one backpack for uh, either primary or secondary students. So be sure to grab one of these. And then over the next five weeks, we're going to be receiving supplies so that we can uh, turn them into cross and the cross can fill backpacks and give them to students who need them. So again, as you walk out, be sure to grab one of these flyers, and then over the next five weeks, you can bring those supplies here, drop them off, and uh, we can receive those for you. Well, as we continue in worship today, let's go ahead. In just a moment, we're going to welcome our lead pastor, Jim. So I'm standing in line at a grocery store at the self-checkout area, and it, there was a backup, and a lot of us were patiently waiting in line for our chance. An associate came over and said, we're opening up a new line. Well, all of us were kind of backed up, just kind of hesitated and looked and, you know, who's going to go first? 
And all of a sudden, some guy out of the blue comes blazing by us and just immediately goes right into that checkout and takes advantage of it. And I'm standing there like, hello, where, where did you come from? And how rude of you just to butt in, and it's just the, all the world's about you, right? And so, oh, good for you. You got there first, but you didn't take your time and get in line, right? Ugh, irritating. Has that ever happened to you? You ever been around rude people that is not paying attention to things around them? Maybe you've been in a social setting where, where you've been around some people just kind of agitated. Uh, lately, I was in this setting uh, with some, some people, and we were just talking about some things and trading some ideas. And I noticed this, this one person, just, just is kind of like the dominator. Uh, this person just had an answer for everybody and seemed to be the smartest person in the room uh, because there was always one up, right? Oh, yeah, I've, I've done that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I know how to do this. Or my uncle, he's an expert on this and this and stuff. And pretty soon I just kind of found myself just kind of shrinking back. And I was just like, well, ultimately my ideas are just kind of not as, as uh, awesome as yours. So I just, ah. You, you ever been around s- situations like that where, where people just kind of influence you and you don't feel as confident about yourself because just the vibes that they get off? Well, welcome to our our series, Impact, uh, that we are called to make a difference. And the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about making a difference, an impact personally, locally, and globally. Now, uh, we're excited about next week because we're going to be talking about how we as a church, along with our, our movement, are making a global impact. We're going to have some uh, long-term missionaries, John and Shirley Fisher. It's going to be a great Sunday. Uh, I want to invite you all back next Sunday to hear about their adventures and how together, collectively, we are impacting the world for God and for good. But today, I want to talk to you about personal impact. Now, this word is a, an important word for me. Uh, I just came to convictions in my own life. I only got one life to live, and if I'm going to live it, man, I want to make an impact. People around me, hopefully, give some attention to God. It's kind of part of uh, who we are as the Faithbrook Church. In fact, uh, Acts 1-8, uh, seven years ago, became our rally cry about a major move uh, to go and impact our community. Uh, this is the words of Christ who was uh, commissioning his followers, his disciples, as he was going to ascend. And he says to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you are be my witnesses. In other words, I am counting on you to make an impact. I'm counting on you to, to be my ambassadors. You're, you're going to reflect who I am. And, and look at where he said that they were going to do that right there in their hometown, their local area, their, their personal areas and some other um, other areas or cultures, Judea, Samaria, all the way to the ends of the world globally. And so we kind of just cling to that and went forward with this rally cry. And today I want to talk about how we impact personally. I don't know how many years ago, but someone introduced me to this kind of word picture about impact, and they used the picture of a boat making waves or wakes uh, behind a boat. Maybe some of you are familiar with boating, and you know, as, as a boat goes through the water, depending on how big your boat is, heavy boat you are, you, you make these, they call them wakes. And if your boat is big and heavy, uh, that wake will reverberate all the way across the river to the, to the shore. Now, I know this full well because one of my little hobbies, or sometimes I call it therapy, 
uh, is my little fishing boat. And uh, I got this little humble fishing boat. I'll be over by the shore trying to catch some fish, right? And then there's some big, heavy ski boat. They're out in the middle of the lake, and they're just tearing things up. And all of a sudden, eventually, their big wakes will hit my uh, little fishing boat. And if I'm not paying attention or my family's not paying attention, it will just rock us or bounce us out of the boat. In fact, sometimes if the family were on that boat, we just kind of like, hey, be looking out for big waves, right? Because it can disturb us. Well, here's the point. Everyone makes wakes. Everyone makes an impact and influences in some way. The, the question is, are we impacting in a positive way or are we impacting in a negative way? Can you think about people that you associate with? Is their wakes, is their life more of a blessing or is their life more of a, a problem? Uh, do they bring some, some, maybe some irritations or damages your way and way they just operate their life or come off? Maybe in our everyday life, in our community, we bump into people that don't make our life pleasant. Maybe there are rude people that cut in lines. Or, or how, how about some of the people never take their shopping cart back to the corral? They just kind of leave it there in their space and come turning in. It's like, oh, great, thank you, right? Uh, maybe someone on the road is just, you know, just cutting you off and going super fast, and it just impacts you. It, it influences you in your everyday Maybe someone's wake has, has um, influenced your life. They, they've insulted you or they lied about you. And here you are trying to navigate life. Well, how are we doing that? Are we called? Are, are we are those who claim to be Christ followers? Should we make an impact? Well, I would submit to you, yes, that we should make a personal impact. And that's kind of where we're going today. In fact, we see a lot of this reference in the Bible and the New Testament, especially the words of Christ that got handed down to his uh, apostles, like the apostle Paul, who wrote a lot about our personal lives. What, what is the wakes? What, is, what are the impact? What are the influences that we are having with people around us, where we're working or behind closed doors in our family or our friends or associates? Uh, one place I want to turn your attention to is the book of uh, Ephesians. Uh, Paul is writing to this church he, he planted in Ephesus, and there is a pocket of, of Christians. They're doing pretty well. And the first part of the book of uh, Ephesians talks about just the, who God is and just kind of expanding their mind of, of the power and the love of Christ. And he goes into the functionality of a local church. But the back two chapters, really he's honing in to their personal behaviors, their personal attitudes, their personal uh, uh, conduct in their life, because that all is either going to glorify God, it's either going to be a blessing, or it's going to damage the image of God, how we make a personal impact. And we're all called to make an impact. So let's just go right into chapter 5, starting in verse 1, where he says to these Ephesian uh, Christians, follow God's example, therefore... As dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. That's a great phrase. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So there's a couple things to unpack right there. First of all, don't, don't just run over that, that God so loved us. If we really absorb that, understand that, 
that we are dearly loved children. We are more secure as a person. Uh, we are more confident that our identity, our strength, our self-worth is, is not in what we, we do or how we performed or what we look like. It's in the love of God that we're dearly loved children. And we're going to be okay, right? And so our mission is to make an impact in the walk in the way of love. The word walk in Hebrew here, it means uh, to conduct oneself or to regulate one's life. Uh, I would use the word uh, being intentional on how we do life, intentional how we operate or walk in our life. If you look at Eugene Peterson's uh, translation, he would talk about following in the footsteps of Christ. Are we walking like Christ if we claim to be Christ's followers, if we want to make an impact on his behalf? Are we intentional on what we do, how we come off, what is our wake? Now, uh, walking uh, could mean a lot of things during life. I think Christ was a, a, a person of grace. He was a person of truth, of uh, uh, Christ was willing to forgive. He wasn't always upset and easily irritated. He tried to understand where people were coming from. He didn't compromise, but he, but he cared. He served, and ultimately, Paul notes that he went on a cross, and he died. Now, what's interesting in his, his verse there, he says, he gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering. What's a fragrant it's a, a sense, a scent, right? That, that we smell something. And so Christ's love for us on the cross gives a sense of, of, of love and goodness and, and sacrifice. It's, it's almost like a smell, right? Uh, uh, this fragrance. Well, could it be that every person has a, a smell, right? Uh, a scent. Uh, some of you might have been in the vicinity of someone with BO, right? Body odor. Now that, that's an impact for sure, right? And it's really usually not a pleasant impact. We're just like, dude, ooh, ah, mm, or bad breath. You're like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm going over here, right? And a lot of times we, we might have BO and don't even know it or, or bad breath, right? However, if, if you're around someone that might have a, a nice, a gentle perfume or cologne, hey, that's pleasant, is it not? It, it might be even attractive. And you're just like, yes. And so here we go. We're, we're, we're making an impact. We're influencing people. Either, we, either with something, a scent that's like, ugh, right? Or, or something that's pleasant, that's positive in our life. So Paul is saying, hey, if you're going to claim to be Christ, what, what Christ is counting on you there in Ephesus and here in, in America in our community today is make a wake of love. Wherever you walk, whatever you do, make sure that when people around you, they, they feel love. There, there's a Christ-likeness that, that's happening, especially those closest to you personally. Now, if you continue and get into that chapter, the next couple of verses talks about, hey, there's some wakes out there that are not positive, that are ungodly. And so he kind of warns them. He says, man, you know, let's not put out some negative wakes, like uh, starting with greed, obscenities, uh, coarse joking, impurities. He talks about sexual immorality. And we see in our culture today, it's just very common. Hey, man, I'm going to do whatever I want. My, my language, uh, my uh, sexual uh, preferences or whatever. And it's just kind of reverberating across the society. And a lot of times it, it affects us. So so Paul's like, man, man don't, don't do that, right? And so he continues on to encourage and exhort these Christians and reminds them in verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now 
You are light in the Lord. Live as children of delight. Now, I really love that phrase too. Live as children of light. It's just kind of like, hey, superhero man, God is counting on us. Maybe other people don't care. They might be um, dealing with negativity and darkness. But man, if you're a Christian, he's counting on us, man. Be that person of light. Be that person of love. Let your, your, your wake uh, uh, touch other people. And, and part of that verse, he says, this reverberates and through Throughout, that the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and the truth. This, this light setting it's almost mimics what Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount. You are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, do we see ourselves that way? That when we go to work, when we're in our homes, when we're in our communities, do we see ourselves as people of the light. Are, are we going to be a blessing? Are we going to be a problem? Uh, how, we are, how are we impacting different people? I heard a, uh, a sad uh, piece of news the other day. They, some experts talking about Christians trying to um, uh, evangelize or invite, uh, share their faith with other people and how there's some um, headwinds against that. And one of the things that they're finding is a lot of Christians are not willing to influence others for Christ or at least invite them to church. And, and they found that one reason is, is that they're inconsistent with their Christian life. They realize that there's hypocrisy. And for them to share their love for Christ or invite them to church, they realize, oh, well, you know, last weekend I was talking this way or the other day, uh, you know, I was telling them this. And now, now today I'm going to invite them to church. That doesn't make sense. So they just, they don't, they don't invite, they don't share, they don't evangelize. I'm like, man, that, that's, that's sad, is it not? Uh, that we haven't woke enough to say, man, we got to be consistent. we got to walk in the ways of Christ to have an influence uh, just in a positive way and also in a Christian way. And, and I think this is what Paul is trying to get across to these young Christians there when he says, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and the Christ will shine on you. Uh, come to grips with this. Wake up. God's got a mission for you. God's got a purpose for you. Whoever you're working with and whoever lives next to you and, and whoever you're living with, man, wake up to this, right? He's going to help you. And then he goes on, be very careful then how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Here's that intentionality again. How are we coming off? Right? Are we paying attention to it? Are we just like, man, life's about me. If I want to cut in line, if, if I want to cuss somebody out, if I want to be grumpy, if I want to be greedy, it's just all about me. And my wake is just reaching people and rocking people in a negative or it could be in a successful way. Well, speaking of success, I, I, I believe that successful people are usually very self-aware. It's a time where we grow up and we start saying, man, well, how do I come off, right? Am I self-aware? Maybe I do have bad body odor, right? Maybe I do have bad breath, but my personality. Am I have to be that smartest person in the room? Do I have to brag on everything and how smart I am, right? Or am I always just dumping negativity and trouble and people like, man, that, that person, you know, how, how am I coming off with people? You know, uh, speaking of boats, um, fishermen are very sensitive to how their wake impact others. In fact, the other night, 
um, Terry said, hey, uh, what would you like to do for Father's Day? I said, you know, I really get a lot of joy if we just go out, three of us, on this little fishing boat. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, there's not screens and noise and stuff. And so uh, it really blesses me. So we're out on this lake the other night. And it's just us. And it's getting late. It's a beautiful night. And there was a, two other boats around us. There was a fishing boat. And then there was a ski boat out there kind of in the middle. Well, this ski boat and their friends, they were just cutting it up and, and cranking it right, and they're yelling at each other, and they're probably having too much to drink, and now they're throwing F-bombs and just craziness right, and their voice are just traveling across that water, and not only are their, their wakes just kind of bumping my boat and rocking our boat, but just their attitude and their verbiage was now spilling into my family, spilling into our quiet time. They had no idea. They're just blasting all over the lake, right? And it's like, man, you guys are being annoying. It's kind of obnoxious, right? Now, over here, there's a little fishing boat. Now, then we kind of get close to each other. But all of a sudden, this guy pulls up anchor, and he starts uh, trolling away from us. And gets about 60 yards from us, and then turns it on, and here comes the big wake, and he's gone, right? That's very common for fishermen. They don't want to just blast around other fishermen because they know that rocks people's boat. Nevertheless, it could scare the fish, right? They're, they're sensitive. I think this is a picture that Paul is trying to get across from us. Instead of just blasting around and just what it's all about us, can we be sensitive enough to be aware of who we are and how we come off? Uh, one, of the, one of the scariest um, uh, assignments that I heard before in business and even can work in your, your families and your marriages is to ask someone, you know, what is it like to uh, work on the other side of me? What is it like to live on the other side of me? I, I think we hesitate to ask that question because we don't, we don't want to hear it, right? Because sometimes we are not aware how we come off. We can come off harsh. We can come off grumpy. We, we can come off unpolite, right? And if we were really honest, but man, if we're going to be successful, we got to hear those things, especially if we want to reflect Christ Hey, am I doing some things that, that irritate you? Is there some things that negatively uh, influence you or impact you? And this is where uh, Paul is trying to communicate. He goes on in this scripture in verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. You know, uh, drunk people is usually not a, not a good picture, right? Uh, drunk people uh, just get a little bit uh, obnoxious. The next thing you know, it can lead to anything and, and usually doesn't end up well the next day either, right? So, but Paul says, gives them an alternative. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Instead, be filled with God's love and His Spirit. I would submit to you, a lot of times Christians are not filled with the Spirit. We just kind of want a part of his spirit. We want a part of Jesus and stick him in the back pocket. If I ever have trouble or whatever, well, I'll call you out here. And, and then we're always in conflict between our nature, our selfishness, and, and God's love. It's warring. And, and, and God's calling us to, to just be filled entirely. Well, that means something has to empty out of us. You know, for me, I try my best to say, man, every daily, say, I, I need to just get right with you in the morning. Say, man, I, I, need, I need to let myself go. God, God, let me empty myself of the false needs that I think I need to have or pleasing people or hear this. Let, let, my, uh, let me go to second place, to third place, and let your become the first place. You, you be the front runner in my life. I got phone calls and people to meet, and, and may my fragrance, may my impact, uh, may, may my wake be a wake of love to influence in your name and somehow. It's not always easy. 
but we can be filled with God's spirit. And then this spills over into the relationships and how we come off. He talks about this, hey, in verse 19, speaking to one another, hey, in psalms and hymns and songs with the spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever been around somebody that's cheery? Have you ever been around someone that's singing sometimes? In fact, I've seen some people like, woo, 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 they're singing around. It's like, wow, they're having a good day, right? This is what he's kind of talking about, right? You're, you're grateful in verse of complaining and whining. Uh, I have a feeling that when we live into this, uh, most of the time people have more friends. They have more uh, uh, influence and connections and blessings in their life versus just getting, giving into what, what I need and what my flesh feels like today. You know, somebody told me a long time ago, there's two types of people. There's drainers and there's replenishers. There's drainers and replenishers. Now, who do you want to go out to dinner with, right? Do you want to go out to replenishers? Well, what do replenishers do? You know, the, the, these are people, it uh, doesn't mean that they're not having bad days. doesn't mean that they don't have some sorrows, not at all. But they usually put others first. Uh, a replenisher with a lot of times, man, how are you doing? Uh, how, what, what's going on with your kids, right? How's work going? We really care. And you're like, wow, that, that kind of replenishes me. What, what a joy. You get around drainers, man, and they're usually talking about themselves. Well, what I did, and I got this problem, and all this kind of stuff. And secretly, privately, it's just like, whoo, when are we done here, right? Because their impact, their influence is, is, is affecting us in some way. Like I said, it's, it's not always easy, right? Uh, a lot of times, we don't feel like being cheery. We don't feel like singing, right? There could be agitation, I, I, I was up against this a couple of weeks ago where my flesh and carnality was getting the best of me because I was in a, a financial battle with our internet provider. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but they kept raising the rates. Terry's like, hey, they're raising the rates again. It's contact them. I'm like, why are you asking me to contact them, right? I, uh, okay, so I've done this before. Maybe you've done this. You know, you're some kind of carriers, and you can neg- negotiate sometimes. So, so I call them. And it's, oh, Mr. Comfort, we're sorry about that. Rates. Let's see what we can do. Okay, well, we're going to keep you on that same plane. We're sorry about that. I'm like, thank you very much. That's, that's fine. It's hard to get hold of you, but that's fine, right? And next, next month there, it's like, they raised their rates again. I thought they told you. I said, I thought they did tell me. I'm getting on the phone again. Hey, you know, what's, what's up with this? You told me. It's like, oh, we are so sorry for that. I'm like, well, have you, have you done this? And done, I, I yes, tried that. Well, we need to do one more hoop. If you do this, go paperless and all the kinds of stuff. Keep your rates down. Whatever, okay? We'll do that. Sure. Okay, Mr. Comfort. Thank you very much. We'll keep it, you know. Guess what happens the next you know, month? Here it comes again. Now, now you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really wound up. Terry's getting wound up. She's out there shopping. She's like, I found a new one. We're going to cancel these people. And we're done. I'm, like, I'm done with them too, right? Now, now, it's one thing to talk to them and say, hey, I got some issue about my billing, right? It's another thing to cancel them. So we're in there like, where do you cancel these people? <laughs> it's like, no way you can kind of cancel. You got to go all over the internet. Now I'm running my temperatures getting up there, right? And, and I finally get a hold of someone, live person, right? Live person. I, uh, this is Mr. Comfort. I'd like to cancel you. Oh, we're sorry to hear that. You are a valuable customer. And all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm just like ready to shut you down. I went off, right? I'm, and my impact is not very positive, but I'm trying to keep it in check, right? And they said, well, let's send you to our cancellation department, 
right? The cancellation department. And there's a little sweet little girl named Susie. This is Susie at cancellation department, right? Oh, we're so sorry to hear your valuable compliment. I mean, I'm just, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, it's already been 20 minutes trying to find you how to cancel. We're done. I don't want to have a conversation. I'm not coming off at Christ at all, right? However, however, the Holy Spirit's like, Jim, they don't know you from Adam, but you still are a child of God. They don't even know you're a preacher, who you are, kind of stuff, but you're still under conviction that you still have to have a level of integrity and, and love, if you will, right? Even though you're extremely irritated. So finally, I, I, I just said, I'm sorry, but we need to cancel. Are you sure about that? Mm, yes, we need to cancel, right? We are going to cancel, just rock, finally get done, right? So, so it's not like it's easy always to have a positive godly impact. The flesh is still there. We're still human. There's still people that agitate us, right? But God is calling us to live in a way to make a wake of love. And, and what's the hardest, I would submit to you, is especially at home. So the Apostle Paul, he's uh, inspired by God to, to write about things in home, at home. So he talks about husband and wives in, in that chapter, chapter 5. And he talks about husbands. Let's kind of pick on the guys today since it's Father's Day, right? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So, so what's the level of impact, guys? Husbands, how are we doing in our family? Uh, a lot of times we can just kind of assume that, the, that, hey, we've been married a long time. Uh, we're fine, right? And before we know it, our tone, our personality, our attitudes... Sometimes we're just walking right by our spouses or we're not giving them time. And it's like, well, this is not the wake that God is wanting us to have. Uh, lately, it's, it's happened in our lives. Uh, Terry and I have been married for 33 years. You know, you get past a certain amount of years, you're not going anywhere, right? We're, we're, you know, we're just stuck with each other. And before you know it, you can just kind of uh, cohabitate with one another. And you're not really appreciating, you know, you do the dishes, I'll mow the grass, I'm like, eh, right? And, and we started getting involved in how we can improve our marriage. And so there's a lot of different assignments and responsibilities and that we're working through. And, and one little assignment was you got to raise the level of just being polite, right? Well, you think about, well, I'm going to be polite to the mailman or out there, right? But, you know, do I have to be polite for the person I've been living with and I'm married to? They know we love each other, right? And a lot of times we're not. And before we know it, we can just get vibes in, in our house. Somebody's watching, right? And we can just come off that's not pleasant. It's, it's not uh, replenishing to our spouse. And so we've been, been working on trying to just do the little things. And we just kind of come to grips that, you know, we just assumed, hey, you do your jobs. You do the laundry, whatever. We never, you know, hardly say thank you. I appreciate that. We'll, uh, give compliments, right? Hey, and so we've been trying to raise the level of just politeness of little things. So, so now that's kind of a, a funny that, that in the morning, we never used to do this, but, but we, we say good morning to each other. Now, I don't know about you, but in our house, we're, we're, not half, we're half alive when we get up, right? And we don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to have conversations. We're just trying to get to the coffee pot. Amen, right? And so usually it's like I'm sitting there in the kitchen, and she gets up, and she just comes in, you know, <laughs> trying to get to the bathroom, get to the coffee pot. And so we look at each other, and it's like, well, good morning. And she's like, good morning, and we smile, because that's not us, right? We don't, back then we didn't need to say good morning, but we do. And, and it's kind of amazing that it's like just that little thing kind of sets the tone 
right? It's just that other extra effort to show some appreciation, right? Even though it might be a little cheesy, but it's like I'm trying to make the effort to impact you in a positive way. Uh, I know you don't want to have a conversation with me. I know, you know, but good morning. Yes, good morning to you. And so these are some things we can do with our marriages. He goes on about fathers, right? Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. So dads, how are we coming off, right? Are we exasperating? Are we just so demanding? Are we just hounding our kids, right? And, and just our, our, our influence is, is not very positive for them. We've got to be careful about that. He doesn't stop. It just is the home and father. He gets to the work environments. He brings up the work environments. And in those days, uh, slaves were kind of like employees. It was very common in those uh, ancient days uh, to have slaves. Uh, nations would just conquer nations, and they didn't, they didn't even anything anything of it. And apparently, slaves, uh, employees, were also becoming Christians. They were part of the Christian church, even though they were slaves. And so he addresses them this way. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them, not only to win their favor, when their eye is on you. Oh, look at me, boss, right? Look how great I am. But as slaves of Christ, do the will of God from your heart. That's so key. So how are we doing as employees when we work? Uh, how are we coming off to our employers, our supervisors, right? Are we trying to uh, uh, cheat the company? Are we the, the one in the break room always complaining about the boss and the company and woe is me? And we're just trying to put the least amount of energy in to get that big paycheck, right? Are we working for Christ? He goes on in verse 7, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. What, how much influence would we have if we were in an environment with other people, work environment, and, and we were the cheery one, right? We were the one that was willing to do extra work maybe or be consistent, to be faithful. We weren't trying to cheat the company. We're not lying. We're not trying to climb over people, right? And, and it's a positive influence. Could it be that maybe there's promotions coming our way because our employers are like, finally there's someone that's not trying to cheat us, trying to just uh, jump over people and they're pleasant. Here, have a promotion. It could happen. I never forget a story I heard many years ago about a flight attendant uh, that it was a late night flight and, and this customer was sitting there and, and he, this, this man was kind of impressed with this, this flight attendant, how cheery she was. And everybody was grumpy and everybody was bringing the bell and needing this and this and stuff. And she had a smile on her face and she was just loving people and serving and working hard. And she, he, that guy said, man, this, this lady needs some kudos. And so he asked her, say, hey, um, I've been impressed at just your, your work ethic and how you're just blessing people and ministering. Could, could I have the contact information for your supervisor? Because I'd like to uh, send him an email uh, to say, hey, man, you got a really rock star when it comes to this employee. And she says, well, my, my supervisor, my boss doesn't have a contact information. And he says, well, what, what are you talking about, right? She says, well, yeah, I do work for this airline, but my boss is in heaven. It's Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Every day I come to serve Jesus. I come to serve him and influence him, not so much for a paycheck, not so much for my earthly boss, it's for him. And she must have been reading Ephesians 5, right? About serving wholeheartedly, not serving people, but serving the Lord. And, and let's not stop there. Paul goes on about if you are a supervisor, 
If you are an owner or a boss and some, you got to be careful too about your wake, right? <clears throat> and masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he, who is both their master and yours, evidently, these slaves and, and masters were all Christians. They, they were in the same church. And there is no favoritism with him. God sees us all on, on the same playing field. But hey, don't be heavy handed. So if you're a supervisor, man, the, the people maybe enjoy working for you or is it a drag? Are they walking out the door saying, man, I got to go to work because the, the, the boss, man, is such a jerk, right? Always this fear and there's just demands and, and grumpiness, right? Or could it be that God said, man, if you have the privilege of supervising people, help them, help them succeed. Make it a, a blessing for them to, to work with you, not to be a dread, so, so how are we coming off? Finally, he kind of wraps it up, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord with his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord with his mighty power. And back to intentionality. Because it's not easy. Our flesh is like, man, I don't feel like being pleasant. I don't feel like, uh, how's your life doing, right? Because I'm not having a good day. And maybe I just want a button line. Maybe I just want to be the dominator. Maybe I just want to be emoting all over people, Right? And my wake is more of a problematic, a drainer versus a blessing, a replenisher. So what can we do? Let me give you a couple of ideas. Number one is, is try to be self-aware. All right? Kind of check your own personality. What is it like to live on the other side of me? Uh, you're on pins and needles, right? You're just, am I easily irritated? And I, ah, right? Or am I always just a, a, a bossy or a grumpy, right? So, so be self-aware uh, if we want to improve our wake of love. Uh, when it comes around our families, right? Uh, how are we doing with our families? Maybe we just taken, uh, assumed our relationship with our spouse and our kids. Uh, we love each other but you really haven't gone out of your way to just respect and to love. How can I serve you? Maybe just your tone of voice, right? Maybe just the time to be there for them. And thirdly, how are we doing out in the community? Just as we maybe get a cup of coffee, uh, we're ordering with a waiter, waitress or something, drive through, what's our disposition? I was kind of reminded of this a couple of weeks ago. Um, some of you know that I tried to frequent a gym two or three times a week, and I like to go early in the, in the morning. And again, people are just kind of trudging in there. I'm trudging in there. Frankly, I'm, I just want to do my thing, get out of there, not looking for more conversations. And, and I've been doing this for years, and they have different employees standing at the, the, the check-in. And you take your phone or whatever you app, and, and there's this person, they're like, good morning. And you're like, good morning. And people just kind of walking in there like robots, right? And you kind of nod to the person. Well, in the last couple of weeks, there's, a, there's an older lady that's there. And, and she's trying to be pleasant, and she's greeting all these people. And, okay, I'm I really not paying attention. I just know there's a different uh, person. And she's like, good morning, good morning. And uh, one morning, um, she says, well, how are you doing? I, I said, I'm doing fine. I'm walking. And I said back to her, uh, how are you doing? And, and I'm walking to the locker room. And she says, well, I'm doing fine. And then she said this. She said, thanks for asking. And I'm walking back, and I'm walking back to the locker room thinking, I haven't heard her say that before. Well, why did she say, thanks for asking? And it kind of dawned on me. Could it be this lady just seeing hundreds of people come through 
And it's like she's invisible. And to be honest with you, she was kind of invisible to me. I, did, I didn't want to, I didn't really, didn't really care. I just kind of, out of habit, how are you doing? And then she says, thanks for asking. It's almost like finally someone who cared about me. I've been standing here for two weeks and nobody even knows my name. And I kind of got on conviction. She said, Jim, that, that's what you can do. So many lives, we're just blowing through the water. We're just blowing through life and our personal impact. We don't even know how we're touching people. And maybe we got to wake up to that. Maybe we need to slow down a little bit. And instead of like, get, get my order, help me su- succeed, maybe we need to pause and say, well, how, how are you doing? Let me hear about your life instead of you hearing about my life, right? I have a feeling in the long run, this is where our wake of love is going to reflect Christ. And it's going to make an eternal um, uh, difference in people's lives. So I want to invite you to be more aware. I'm going to invite you to be more polite and uh, uh, try to evaluate your personal wake uh, in your life and how you interact with people. So you've been watching and you've been worshiping. Why don't we stand and we'll just wrap this up with a prayer and then you can be dismissed. As we just kind of pause and take a moment to reflect here, Maybe this message, maybe something in our life is, is, is we're just feeling responsible that we have bumped into people and maybe uh, hurt them or said some things that wasn't uh, Christ-like. So, Father God, we, we pray that you'd forgive us of our wake sometimes. Maybe the words that we spoke, maybe just our attitudes uh, have not been of you. W- would you help us uh, see those and help us be repentive and to forgive of the things we've done. And Father, we, we pray, especially on this Father's Day in, in the home life, God, uh, that our wake, our kids would see something more than just grumpy dad or demanding dad or our husband. Uh, may we slow down and with our voice and our tone and our pleasantries to, to make an impact for, for replenishing and to caring. Help us to be uh, that children of light, that people want to be around us because our wake is of you. Our wake is, is of love, God. Help, help us to walk in the way you are, that our fragrance, our scent is, is more attractive and a blessing than repugnant. We need you, God, and we know that you promise us that we can be strong in you with your mighty power. We pray these things, God, in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for coming. If you're a dad, we have a little gift for you on your way out. Thanks for viewing us. And if you're new to our church, you're welcome to participate in our discovery class. You're dismissed.